0: afternoon, KTH 910 AM listeners. This is Sissel Anderson, and you're listening to the KTH 910 AM interview of the week. This is one of our favorite things that we do here at the station. It's kind of part of our local program where we get to talk to local Catholics doing cool things and promote whatever it is that they're doing and it's always local and it's Catholic and today I'm very excited to be talking about one of our local Catholic schools that we have. We are blessed in the DFW area to have some great Catholic schools and today we're going to be talking about Mary Immaculate Catholic School in Dallas and to talk about that I have Kimberly Gidri Spears, the development and communications uh, lady there at Mary Immaculate School. So, welcome to the program, Kimberly.
1: Thank you, Cecil. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Of
0: course, definitely. I so I was reading a little bit about you on uh, the web- Mary Immaculate website, which is m i school dot org. So make sure it's m is a Mary, i is an Immaculate School dot org if you want to find out more information. How long have you been working with the school?
1: I've been here for about three and a half years. And um, my son is going to be graduating from eighth grade here this year. And he's so excited. Um, It's been a strange year because of COVID. But (laughs) it's been a blessing. Absolutely. So how's your, did your
0: son go all the way uh, through with Mary Immaculate so far? Or is he uh, just in the last few years?
1: Actually, I was working at another Catholic nonprofit down in Austin for multiple years, and wow. I, I was praying a lot about where God wanted me. And um, it came across loud and clear um, that He wanted me to come back home. My family's all in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And you know, when God wants something to happen, it happens. I wasn't <laughs> even looking for a job, and my sister said, Hey, my school has an amazing opportunity. You need to apply. And I uh, talked with Father Michael Forge, our pastor, and um, it was a wonderful interview, and um, and here I am today. So
0: Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Mary Immaculate. They are located at 14032 Dennis Lane in Farmer's Branch, um, and it's obviously connected to Mary Immaculate Parish in Farmer's Branch. You mentioned Father Mike Forge, who is awesome. And um, tell us a little bit about the history. It's been around for quite a while, since the 50s, right?
1: Oh, Mary Immaculate School has been such a tremendous blessing. We had our 60th Jubilee last year, and uh, going through that, I learned so much about the history. I met so many alumni. We've got three generational Mm. families. It is such a blessing. So we opened our doors in 1959, um, and today we're operating under the leadership of the Nashville Dominicans, and we are so blessed to have them here. Um, We're focused on helping students come to know the person of Christ while striving for college in heaven and it it really is a blessing to walk the halls and and see that come to life every day with these sweet children. Mm,
0: absolutely. Yeah, it's it was so funny because I, we talked off the air that my aunt actually went to Mary Immaculate in the 70s and was there for the C- Silver Jubilee and I was there and it was very cool. And I remember, I think we did an interview with one of those families that had the three generations, which was... We did. Yes, yes, we did. I'm it happy. was so beautiful. That is amazing. So it's obviously been a big staple in the community for a long time, um, oh, but it was yeah. only in the last, you know, was it three years ago that the Dominicans came, sisters came? And uh, how did that transform transition happen and um, what what brought that on
1: well father Michael and uh, and the bishop have been trying for several years I think it's six or seven years um, reaching out to uh, the sisters and praying about it and trying to discern what God's will was and um, it was probably about probably about two or three years ago three years ago that uh, the sisters came for a tour of the school and um, oh such a blessing to see them and just seeing the children's faces when they saw the sisters one of them One of our kindergartners looked up, but I don't remember which sister it was, and said, are you an angel of God? It was just so
2: (laughs) sweet to see that.
1: And um, and so the sisters, um, they, they of course, prayed and discerned as well, and they started here officially two years ago. uh, Sister Marianne is our principal, mm. and we have um, two sisters um, besides her now. We've got one helping out with the kindergartners doing the catechesis of the Good Shepherd, which we'll have to talk about in a second. Absolutely. And the other one is teaching uh, the sixth, seventh, and eighth graders' religion. And my son is, is, as I said, in eighth grade. And, oh, my gosh, the impact, the uh, the, the things that, that he's discussing, the depth of his knowledge of our faith is such a gift. It is such a gift, and we are so truly blessed to have the sisters here.
0: Mm, Absolutely. I think it's so beautiful that all these kids are going to get to see that vocation um, right in front of them, because uh, it's it's amazing. You'll find out kids who have never even seen a religious sister before. And and Mm -hmm. so, of course, it seems very foreign to them, but how beautiful. That probably will help foster vocations, too. Um, So that's a big blessing, definitely. So each Catholic school, I feel like, we have a lot of them in the DFW area, but each of them have their own um special uniqueness about them, let's say. What, how would you you know explain what Mary Immaculate does a little bit differently?
1: Absolutely. we've got uh, we've got a couple things, obviously the the Dominican sisters, uh, the National Dominicans, um, their charism and service to education of youth is is amazing. There are there are the Dominican sisters are um, also at the University of Dallas right now, um, but we're so blessed to have them here at our school. Um, I mentioned a second ago the Catechism of the Good Shepherd Atrium, and we just officially opened that this school year. And the atrium is, it's just imagine a quiet, beautiful place filled with holy objects where children, it's just a, a holy space where children grow closer to the person of Jesus um, in what they touch and mm-hmm. what they hear. And what they see um, through all of their senses. Um, if a child finds himself or herself in a in a prepared environment that is orderly and beautiful and silent, they encounter Jesus um, through the senses, and it is. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. It is really a gift. So the catechesis, the, the, the catechesis of the Good Shepherd, um, the atrium is, um, is is definitely something that we're so thrilled to have. Um, the generations. I, I talked a second ago about that. We've got currently 41 students who are from 24 alumni families, and we've got several up to the third generation, which wow. is. Really, really kind of neat. So uh, last year we did have the Mahaffey family here. We, um, we've we got several others, and um, it's kind of cool, you know, seeing the different generations and hearing them talk about, you know, this building wasn't here, or it was, it was organized like this, or this is a <laughs> church, and this was that. And it's it's really kind of fun seeing that. Um, MIS also, and this is something that, that I was impressed with, was MIS embraces Catholic families of all sizes. Um, because of that, we offer discounts for the second and third mm. enrolled child. And the fourth, and any, any enrolled children beyond that are free. Um, our tuition is, is really affordable. It's one of the most affordable in the diocese. And it's it's significantly less than what uh, the, the DISD, the Dallas Independent School District, allots to educate each public student. So each public student is approximately 12000 And our tuition is, is much less than that. So um, that, that kind of makes us a little bit unique as well. We're also very diverse, um, which, is, which is a gift because it helps the children um, and the faculty and staff realize every single day that no matter what we look like, no matter what kind of an economic background we come from, jesus is present in each of us um and it's just a daily reminder so we're diverse economically geographically and ethnically so about 50 percent of our students are hispanic um and we've got students several students who are asian african filipino um from india from all these different places and it's it's really a gift to the students and i see that through my son and others when they have friends who are all shapes and all sizes and all backgrounds and all income levels. And it's really kind of neat to see how, how God shines through everybody. So, so those are, those are a couple of the, um, the unique things, the sisters, of course, the catechism, uh, the catechesis of the good shepherd, um, the generations, um, Catholic families of all sizes and the diversity.
3: Mm,
0: that's beautiful. I'm talking with uh, Kimberly Guidry Spears, who uh, is in charge of development and communications at Mary Immaculate School. Um, their website is org, and you can reach them by calling 972-243-7105. And we've been just talking about uh, the unique qualities that Mary Immaculate School has Um Kimberly, right now, this is the time when parents are starting to think about where is my child going to go to school next year? And I guarantee there's someone listening to the radio right now and they're thinking, OK, how can I find out more? Um, what are the steps I need to take? Or maybe I live a little bit further out. Um, you know, how, ma- how many kids do you have coming from a little bit further out uh, to come to Mary Immaculate?
1: Oh, gosh, it's been a while since I looked at that. But um, most of them are, are obviously in the Carrollton Farmer's Branch area, but we have a good number from the Irving area, from Louisville. Um, we've got some that are, that are further out than that. Um, the, the, I, I would guess, it's been a while since I looked, but I would guess probably two-thirds are from Irving and Carrollton Farmer's Branch area, and then the rest are just you know, kind of sprinkled around a circle mm-hmm. around Farmer's Branch. Awesome. So, Uh, you know,
0: beyond that. (laughs) Absolutely. So um, when are you all able to host any form of open house? I think I heard something about a virtual kind of open house that you parents can do. So can you talk about that?
1: Right. Our admissions office has been doing a great job trying to um, obviously, we can't bring people in because we're trying to keep everything COVID safe and mm-hmm. keep the kids and the faculty safe. So we have several different um, tours. We're working with some, sometimes with parishes and sometimes just one-on-one private tours. We use something called Hello Campus. So um, you actually get to – you have a visual of the school, and you get to um, – See, you know, let's say that you've got three kids. You've got a kindergartner, you've got a sixth grader, and you've got a, a fourth grader, second grader, maybe making their first communion. Um, you can you can see where those classrooms are on the map, and then you can, you know, see quote unquote the um the teachers and 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 the kids. We have like little videos and um and 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 live interviews as well. So it's a combination of the visual and the live interaction. So it's it's really a neat tool, um, and we're really blessed to have it. Mm-hmm. So. They can find all that information on the website. Um, you had mentioned it, Emma's and Mary, Eyes um, If you don't see a tour that you would like to sign up for, just reach out to us at admissions and we'll set up a private one-on-one tour.
0: That's awesome. Um, obviously, a big thing, you kind of mentioned it with uh, the COVID situation that happened in the last year, which changed things, I'm sure, immensely. How has, uh, what has the impact been on Mary Immaculate School?
1: You know, we have been really blessed. Um, We were able to open on time. Now, because we live in Dallas County, we reside in Dallas County, we couldn't open in person at first. We did e-learning at first. And then we opened both in person and online. Um, Families have the opportunity each quarter to select in person or online learning. Most of our students are doing online learning. We're socially distanced. We're wearing masks. But it's really a blessing to be able to see their faces. We miss seeing their smiles Mm -hmm. more than you know. But um, it's So nice to actually have have some normalcy for the kids, right? So um, we spent over $50,000, you know, getting hand sanitizing stations, installing new hand washing stations around, uh, spreading everything out with social distancing, um, increasing professional cleaning frequencies, all that kind of stuff, plexiglass, all that. So um, the teachers have been working crazy hours trying mm-hmm. to teach both online and in person it's kind of double the work um they have just been such a tremendous blessing um sister mary ann and um the rest of the the folks um up at the front have been they didn't really have any summer break at all they just worked <laughs> non-stop trying to to get everything but they did it and um we have we have just been so blessed we have truly been blessed to be able to um, have, keep everybody safe, you know, faculty and students. Um, so the protocols were tough, but they're working. Mm,
0: absolutely. And obviously everyone's been hit hard with the pandemic financially, um, and especially our Catholic school. So I know that you all have planned a heart of gold auction on April 10th that you're hoping to mm-hmm. help counterbalance all those, um, that you had to spend for the COVID precautions. You want to talk a little bit about that? What exactly is, how is it going to work? It's virtual. So that's pretty cool. So anyone can participate in it. <laughs>
1: Right, right. So it's today. It's April 10th. Um, it is the Heart of Gold Auction, and it is our parent-teacher club's largest event of the year. Normally, we, you know, we have a, a venue and we usually mm-hmm. sell out at between three and 400 depending on the venue. But the cool thing about having a virtual auction is that, of course, all of our families and grandparents and alumni can come, but anybody, anybody who supports Catholic education, we really hope that they'll be able to attend and see... Um, just see the things that we're doing. Meet some of our families virtually and get some great deals. Um, we're going to have a live auction. We're going to have a silent auction, and a one in four hundred chance to win um, to win ten thousand dollars in gift cards. Ten thousand dollars in gift cards. I mean, I think one in four hundred chance. <laughs> I think that's kind of good odds. So, um, so all that is available on the website as well. So all you have to do is is go to. Um, Amazon Mary, I is an immaculate school.org. And then just look under fundraising and, um, and you'll see the heart of gold auction.
0: Oh, wonderful. Some of these, uh, yeah, I'm seeing some of these, um, the, the $10,000 gift cards enough, I think is to draw people. Um, (laughs) but is it going to be open all day? Um, is there a certain time from time to time that you think it'll be
1: closed down? Yeah. So some of the things you can start bidding on ahead of time, and some of them are going to be live. So, and you'll see that on the website. Um, so so I would encourage people, even now, it's a week out, but you can go now and, and, and check it out and start looking at everything. So we're going to have flights on Southwest. We're going to have stars tickets, um, summer camps, um, you know, discounts at summer camps. I love this next one, tuition credits to mm. different Catholic high schools in the area. We're going to have, you know, gift certificates to local spas. Um, just, it's, a, it's a variety of, of, of things. Some of them are going to be more high dollar, and some of them are going to be more low dollar. Um, but it's a great deal, and every dollar will be benefiting the school. Um, this year has really been taxing, you know, trying to balance tuition assistance, because we always have a gap, but, you know, to, to, to make tuition affordable for families. But the extra fifty thousand dollars for pandemic expenses, you know. Mm. So this year we're really hoping that we can get not just our regular families, but hopefully some new families as well.
0: Absolutely. So make sure you visit the website, M is in Mary, I is Immaculate school.org and also I think you all have a Facebook page for this uh, the auction itself right MIS Heart of Gold Auction I'm looking at it right now right so you can also probably get some updates there as well Uh, just a reminder that I'm speaking to Kimberly Goodry Spears who is the development and communications director at um, Mary Immaculate School and we've been talking about the impact that COVID has had uh, what makes their school unique you know they have the Dominican Sisters there now which is so cool and uh, they're enrolling so make sure that you check out their website. They're located at 14032 Dennis Lane in Farmers Branch. So make sure that you check them out. And I know that there are also some people who might be listening who are just very generous and don't even want to have to participate in the auction, but would like to make a donation. Is there a way that they can easily do that on your
1: website? There absolutely is. Um, All you need to do is go to Emma's and Mary, I is an Immaculate School.org. And at the very, very top, you'll see giving And you just, you select whatever you want. If you want to be a Mary Circle member, if you want to just do a flat online gift, if you want to designate tuition assistance, uh, the Heart of Gold Auction is there. We've got lots of different ways that people can support us, and we always, always appreciate it.
0: Mm, Absolutely. Well, Kimberly, amazingly, we're almost out of time, but would you want to go over real quick again, give your, like, selling point for, um... your your elevator pitch, let's say, for Mary Immaculate School and to get people interested and, you know, want to look into it, maybe possibly for their kids in the 2021-2022 calendar year.
1: Right. So um, the Dominican sisters, the the National Dominicans are just tremendous. That's one of our wonderful, wonderful gifts. Uh, The Catechesis of the Good Shepherd Atrium, which provides a holy space for children to grow closer to Christ. Um, The different generations... Um, the three de- generations of families, um, which is just amazing to see that. And how we embrace Catholic families of all sizes. Um, and we offer discounts for the second, third enrolled child. The fourth and beyond are free. Our tuition is about $7,000 and the, uh, the DISD allotment for each public student is about 12000 So mm-hmm. it's a great value. It's a really great value. And, um, the diversity of our families, um, you get to see Christ living in all shapes and sizes. Um, it's really a gift. So, those are some of our some of our unique identifiers. Definitely. So, make sure
0: you check out that website, mischool.org. Um, call them at 972 243 7105 to find out more. This could be the start of a great future for your family. This could be something that will really help them develop as a Catholic and as an adult growing up. So, make sure you look into it. Uh, Kimberly, thank you so much for being on the program with us today. Did we cover everything that we wanted to cover?
1: Um. One more thing, I just wanted to personally thank on behalf of the school, um, the auction committee chair. So mm-hmm. we've got Kristen Rogers, Heather McIntyre, and Adele Vertigel have been working so tirelessly um, putting together this auction, especially since it's virtual. So I just want to give them a big shout out.
0: Uh, definitely. Those are the unsung heroes sometimes. <laughs> In the schools. <laughs> they are. Absolutely awesome. Great blessing. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kimberly, for being with us today. Again, org and the auction, the Heart of Gold auction to help support um, Mary Immaculate Catholic School and Farmers Branch April 10th, um, which is today. You can go on. It's virtual. There are lots of prizes and live and silent auctions. So please check in. Maybe win something. But you know you're supporting Catholic schools, so it'll always be worth it. This has been the KTH 910 AM interview of the week. I'm Cecil Anderson, and if you have any other ideas for upcoming interviews, if you, uh, you know, um, of an apostolate that's starting up and you want to get the word out about it, contact us. You can email Dave Palmer at Dave Palmer at grnonline.com and we are happy to talk about it as long as it's local and Catholic. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your afternoon.
4: God bless. Enrollment for the 2021-2022 school year is open at St. Martin de Porres Catholic School in Prosper. They serve students between the ages of pre-K-3 and 8th grade who reside in Prosper, Frisco, Little Elm, and the surrounding communities. At SMDP, they are dedicated to the development of our students in mind, body, and spirit. For more information, please visit them at smdpcatholic.org or call 469-287-7624 for a tour of the school.
5: KTH 910 AM welcomes Emerson on Harvest Hill as a new sponsor. It's a senior living community in North Dallas near St. Rita Parish. Amenities include chef-prepared meals each day, transportation, social and educational events and activities, 24-hour security, and the participation in the sacraments. To learn more about Emerson on Harvest Hill or to arrange a tour and visit, you can contact Karen Ray via email at kray at emersonharvesthill.com or you can visit their website emersononharvesthill.com.
0: Good afternoon. You're listening to the interview of the week on KTH 910 AM. This is the time of the week on a Saturday afternoon where we introduce you to some local Catholics who are doing awesome things. I'm Cecil Anderson. I'm the North Texas assistant here at KTH 910 AM and today we have got some great guests lined up. We are going to be talking to some teens who have started a Students for Life um, chapter locally. Um, They're high schoolers and they have lots of things going on in their life but they found it very important to be doing work in the pro-life movement. So we also have with us uh, Coralie Rinaldi, who is the Birth uh, birth Choice board member. Um, If you're very familiar with Birth Choice, we talk about them a lot. They're one of the wonderful crisis pregnancy centers that we have in the DFW area that serve women who are in um, a situation where they don't know if they can ha- carry their child and birth choice is there to help them. So we're going to talk a little bit about the things that are going on with Corley at birth choice. And we're also going to talk a little bit about what it's like to be a teen in the pro-life movement. So I have with me three young ladies who, um, our good friends of mine, Anna, Tara, and Jenna. So thank you all for coming out today.
2: Thank you for inviting
0: us. Of course. So it's going to be kind of interesting because we got three different voices, so you have to kind of identify yourselves. But that was Anna's voice, so now you know listeners. And we also have Coralie, so I just wanted to welcome you, Coralie, as well. Hello. Thank you for having me today. Of course. So I'm going to start off with going over how this pro-life group got started um, because it's a little bit Uh, Not something you think about young teens doing is spending that much time because high school can be a stressful time period. I'm sure you all, (laughs) they're all shaking their heads. Yes, Yes. it is. Um, But I want to talk, Anna, you are the president of this group. And how, what made you all start it? How did you get it started?
2: So my friends and I had been pro-life for our whole lives, but we never really became super passionate about the pro-life movement until we read the book Unplanned and watched the movie when it came out in 2019. Um, Because of Unplanned, we were inspired to become more active in the pro-life movement and we began to research uh, different ways to help and be active in the movement. And so we started with attending the 2020 North Texas March for Life in Dallas and we were moved by the amount of people who were there and the speakers and what the stuff they said. Um, And so we went even further and um, started looking up different organizations in the area and we found Students for Life and decided that we wanted to start a pro-life club at our school. And so we decided our roles. Um, I am president, uh, Tara is vice president, Jenna is treasurer, and our friend Emma, who couldn't make it today, is secretary.
0: Um, so you all have to have an "a" uh, at the end of your name to be in this club,
2: right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very yep, exclusive club, so I'm already excluded. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and so um, we began to make plans for our club, but um, because of the pandemic those plans were put on hold unfortunately and um so during quarantine we ended up using our time um to do trainings with students for life and uh doing different leadership summits and things like that and so we felt really prepared to lead this group um for the fall so then um we came back to our school in the fall and started trying to um, raise awareness and like talk about how we wanted to start a club and it's been super fruitful we've met a lot of different people helped a lot of different organizations and yeah uh we're it's been such a blessing and yeah we've the enthusiasm we've seen from people has been incredible and
0: yeah that's awesome so tara what exactly on like a weekly basis what does your club
4: do how many people do you have involved um you know how widespread is it well we were just in awe of how many people were actually Wanting to join our club. Um, Initially, it was just us four and our siblings. And then more of our friends and our grades started joining um, ninth grade, two, and eighth grade. And it's just crazy because more and more people keep coming. That's awesome. Um, And
0: Jenna, and so... Tara, you're the vice president and Jenna, you are the treasurer, which I think is like one of the most important roles, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um So it, it's kind of a, a busy time being a high schooler. You're kind of trying to think, what am I doing with my future? But you all took that time and decided that you were going to carve out time in your busy schedules to do this club. Why did you think it was necessary to do that?
6: Well, I think all of us here, we all agree that the pro-life cause is something that's just so important. And we felt that it was important for us to just spend our time and use our resources and work for this goal because this is it's a great goal to be able to work with students for life and be able to have this club and we thought that it was worthy absolutely and
0: this group um, of students for life locally here in the dfw area um, have not just done things around their school, they've also started partnering up with some of the local, you know, uh, pro-life groups as well, um, including Birth Choice. So I'm going to bring Corley Rinaldi into the conversation and Corley is one of the board members and particularly you're the chair um, of the development committee. Is that right? Is that right I time? am this year. That's exciting. Yes. So, can you tell me a little bit about, first off, let's go over Birth Choice. I think a good number of our listeners probably have heard of it, but just a little bit about what Birth Choice
7: does. Okay, we are a Catholic Pregnancy Center. Um Crisis Pregnancy Center, and uh, we work to meet the woman where she is and on her journey and on her walk. Um, as you know, most of the women that come into us are in crisis, and they come from different backgrounds, which include uh, different traumas and um, life issues where they um, often feel alone and unsupported. Um, Birth Choice, we seek to help these um, both women and men who are um, in unexpected pregnancies thrive. Uh, we provide them free services um, to help them with both their physical, material, and emotional needs.
0: Mm, absolutely. And how did you personally get involved, get on the board? Um...
7: So I got involved in the pro-life movement mostly through my husband, um, where we were really involved on the political side of the pro-life movement. And through that, I was asked to join, join the board and um, served on it for three years um, before this year taking um, the role as the chair of the development committee and subcommittee. Awesome.
0: Um, I know Birth Choice has been doing some renovations that we were able to go there not too long ago during our car raffle and broadcast. And it's really beautiful what y'all have done with the facility. It's a very welcoming, warm um, facility. So what are some of the new things that are happening at Birth Choice?
7: Super excited about the direction that Birth Choice has been going in. Like you said, we did do the renovation projects this last year Um Surprisingly, COVID was a good year for us to kind of revamp and um, look forward in a new uh, new direction of where we're looking to go. Um, we really want to encourage um, the dignity of women and that women have their dignity restored when they come into us. So one of the things we have decided is we want to make sure their experience is the best care they can possibly receive That's from renovating the entire facility, including the counseling rooms, to be based on uh, the new psychological research that um, creates a warm and inviting atmosphere for them to be able to open up and talk. We have a professionally trained um, lady that answers the phone calls. She's trained in taking crisis calls and scheduling appointments, and that has drastically increased um, our ability to get women in to the center and help them with their pregnancies. We have two distinct areas that we are growing and fostering and developing. One is the medical area. Uh, most people are familiar with that. We are a accredited, um, accredited medical, uh, not medical, I'm sorry, accredited agency mm-hmm. clinic through the, uh, our accreditation association for ambulatory health care. We do have an OB-GYN that looks over all of our ultrasounds. We have uh, nurses on staff, sonographers on staff. We have two uh, doctors on our board that oversee the medical side. Also, we have um, have all of our uh, uh, client care advocates. All of them are trained professionally in motivational interviewing, which is the standard now for crisis counseling. And um, so, yeah, we've put together an amazing team. We want each of these women to come in and I see it as this maybe their one chance to get to see God's mercy and grace mm-hmm. and love, and the, and through providing them exceptional care and a beautiful facility, um, I think we can do that and help them see their worth and in turn, um, the worth of their babies.
0: Mm, beautiful, and. Uh, Birth Choice serves a good number of women every year. Do you roughly have an idea of that? No, I, I don't off the top okay. of my That's okay. No, head. that's
7: totally fine. But we do, and it's been growing. In fact, um, during the uh, 40 days before this last election, we had 40 nights of um, prayer. Mm-hmm. Every single night they had the rosary uh, at Birth Choice on the Steps. We're doing that now currently, too, if anyone's interested in attending. Um, but it's... Through prayer, we significantly increased the amount of clients we saw. And um, we've been blessed to be able to serve a lot of women. Even through the ice storm, we had a lady come in that was uh, only wanted an abortion. And once she saw her baby, she changed her mind.
3: Mm -hmm.
7: Wow.
0: And obviously, there is a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes to serve all these women. And and you have a lot of volunteers. You need a lot of volunteers to survive, to be able to serve all these women. So I wanted to go back to the girls, the pro-life group. Um, this is the KTH interview of the week, by the way, in case you're just tuning in. And I'm Cecil Anderson, and I am talking to Corley Rinaldi, who is the chair of the development committee on the Birth Choice Board. And Birth Choice is a uh, crisis pregnancy center in Dallas. And um, I also have three teenagers who are running a Students for Life um, chapter in their school. I've got Anna, Tara, and Jenna. And I want to ask you all, Um, whose idea was it to get involved with birth choice? How did that happen? Jenna, if you wanted to answer that one.
6: All right. So, um, we actually found out about birth choice through a friend because we were just trying to find some more local places that we can, you know, help the community and reach out. And after we found out about them, we've just, we've begun working with them and helping them getting donations and just spreading word about this great group.
0: Absolutely. And, um, Tara, what do you, I mean, or Jenna, whichever one you think, or Anna, excuse me, all oh, the A's, the A's are going to mess us <laughs> up. <laughs> um, what do you hope to be able to accomplish with Birth Choice in the future? I think this is kind of early on in your you know partnership and working with them, but what do you all hope to do with them?
2: Well, um, we're really looking forward to learning more about everything Birth Choice does and just really spread the word about their work. Um, we've already begun helping them with some communication and fundraising projects, and specifically with their baby item registry. Uh, We're really looking forward to having people tour Birth Choice in the future, and we think Birth Choice is really special because they emphasize supporting the mothers and their babies as well as the fathers. And while activism within the pro-life movement is incredibly important, we know that the heart of being pro-life is supporting pregnant women and the unborn children in their wombs, and we think Birth Choice really does that.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a common sometimes criticism from outside the pro-life movement. is like, oh, you just, mm-hmm. you know, you're just trying to stop it. But we're like, no, we're trying to build up the women so that they mm-hmm. can do that. And Corley, you're like, yes, that is a big part of a birth choice is empowering the woman. Um, so or, can you tell me a little bit, Corley, about how encouraging it is to see like young people, especially volunteering? And I know birth choice, you run on
7: volunteers. We do. I'm very I'm very encouraged to seeing such beautiful young women getting involved in this movement. I think that's what it's going to take um, ultimately to end abortion in our country. Um, Like I said, all of our services we offer at birth choice are free and um, that isn't cheap. And it takes (laughs) a lot of help and a lot of donations. Uh, We could not care for all these women and babies if we didn't have strong support from our volunteers and donors. Um, And I honestly believe, if just a small of if people each use just a small bit of the unique gifts, talents, and treasures given to them by God, that we could help these women. We could significantly decrease abortion, if not stop them. And I think it's important to see young, young youth and teens getting involved, um, especially helping to educate each other on pregnancy, on life, Mm -hmm. on the dignity and worth of all human beings. Um, I recently had, I'll tell a quick story. I'd recently had a young girl come in pregnant. And when I asked her uh, if we could talk about it, she really said, there's nothing to talk about. I don't see this as a life. So we did a sonogram and she, in front of me, had a conscious crisis on her hands, an overwhelming crisis I could see physically in her as she watched her baby moving on the screen, sucking its thumb. And she was a very young teen mother and um i think it's going to take teens educating other teen women and and men um about life and about uh babies and and their worth in order to end abortion mm,
0: so true yeah it is really important that this next generation is truly pro life and yeah that's how you encourage others um if you are just tuning in this is uh KTH 910M interview of the week. I'm Cecil Anderson and I'm talking with Corley Rinaldi and three, um, members or the president, the vice president, and the treasurer of a students for life, uh, chapter in a local high school. And, um, if you are interested, obviously, like Corley mentioned, they really do volunteers. If you can make a monetary donation, you can go to their website, birthchoicedallas.org. Um, or you can call them at, And Coralie, there are a couple of things going on
7: right now that people can sign up for. You mentioned adoration, I think. Yes, prayer is a huge part of everyday life at our facility. We have a beautiful on-site chapel most people do not know about. Um, Normally, the door is closed um, all day. So if you're in there, you may not even notice it's there, but it's beautiful and... um, we do hold adoration there for anyone that would like to come and pray in the chapel. You can call up there and schedule a time to come in and pray. We have in the past and 24 hour adorations that you're uh, more than welcome to sign up for. Like I said, right now we are doing a, a rosary at, in the evenings at birth choice um, on the steps. I believe it starts at nine thirty every evening. Um, that's super helpful. And our staff, uh, you know, it is spiritual warfare at times that we're up against. And so they do pray after their clients. They do pray at the end of the day together as a group. Uh, we think that's an important aspect of what we do. And um, we try to keep God at the center of all of it.
0: Mm, absolutely. So definitely, if that is something you're sitting here going, maybe, maybe you don't have a million dollars to give to Birth Choice, although if you do that'd be great. Go please. <laughs>
7: a dollar is you would be surprised how far a dollar can
0: stretch. Absolutely, and obviously, and Corley, you'd know as the, <laughs> yes. the chair of the development committee. Um, but also, prayer. Prayer is so beautiful and volunteering like these girls are doing. So um, make sure to check out their website, birthchoicedallas.org um, to see how you can fit into this beautiful ministry. And we're coming up towards the last few minutes of our talk today, and I want to go back to the three young ladies I have for me who um anna the president of the uh, students for life chapter tara um, vice president and jenna the treasurer and um i would just like to ask you all whoever wants to answer this one what has been some of the feedback you've gotten maybe from your peers because we were talking about how important it is to be um uh that 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 person who is introducing sometimes what the pro-life movement is to other teens um to what kind of like feedback has it opened up some conversations for you all
2: Yeah. Um, the enthusiasm we've seen has been incredible. And, um, just like reaching out to different people, we've found a lot of people who actually care about the pro-life cause, um, and are trying to get involved in new ways that they didn't think they were able to before. And a lot of people just, they, they didn't know how important this issue was. And now they have seen just how much you can do in the movement and all the different organizations we can help. Um, and just how important it is to just stand up for what you believe in and not be afraid to start important conversations.
0: Absolutely. And Tara, what are some, what are you guys' goals for the group in coming up? You've, you're still pretty young group, but um, you've already made some pretty big headways so far. So what are some things that the group wants to do in the future?
4: Well, um, so far, we hold biweekly meetings in the mornings. And we're going to keep going with that, educating our peers on the history of abortion and how we can help like things like how to sidewalk counsel and start those important conversations. And um, like mentioned before, we work with a couple different pro-life organizations in our area. We want to expand, and our contact list keeps expanding, so That's we hope it's going to keep going. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so yeah, really just helping those women and babies in our community and changing how people think about abortion through our education. And the last thing we want to do is start raising money for um, our pro-life club and the pro-life movement in general. So we're thinking about having a couple social events in the future. Right now we have um, a dinner event in the works and we're hoping to raise money for our club to attend the national pro-life March in DC. That would be a great opportunity for our club to really see where all of the politics go down and, um, other than that you know we're just going to keep going and see how many people we can talk to in the end i think you've got some pretty good and ambitious um plans out there so we
0: definitely will keep you all in our prayers and finally jenna i would just like to ask what would you say to encourage other teens maybe to i mean you all took a jump you you started this group um it's very countercultural right now you're busy like what what do you tell the other teens who need that little push to maybe get involved
6: well, I would just say, really, just be brave. Stand up for what you believe in. I mean, and don't be afraid to start those conversations. I mean, really, you could, the, uh, the impact that a single conversation can make, as we've learned in this journey, is incredible. I mean, it's really, with this topic, you can save lives by just saying something. I mean, don't be scared. Like, really, just stand up and you've got this.
0: I don't think you just encourage some teens. I think you encourage some adults, too, because I think we can all definitely improve. um Thank you, ladies, so much for coming. And, of course, to um Corley Rinaldi for coming and representing Birth Choice for us this morning. Thank you um, for having afternoon. me. Of course. Yes, um, and is there anything else that we didn't cover that you all want to mention? We good? All right. Wow, we nailed it. So remember to um just... You know, stay up to date with what's happening at Birth Choice by going to birthchoicedallas.org or you can call them at 214-631-2402. this has been the KTH 910 interview of the week. And, uh, this is an opportunity. Maybe you'll open a door to do something in the pro-life movement yourself in your own life. So hopefully that was an encouraging, uh, interview for you to listen to. I know these girls are very inspiring and I'm sure, um, they'll continue to inspire others. If you have any ideas for an upcoming interview of the week, we always take recommendations. If it's local and it's a Catholic, we want to know about it and we want to tell others. So you can always email Dave Palmer at Dave Palmer at grnonline.com and, uh, we'll definitely set up some interview with that. So thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your Saturday afternoon.
5: Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM interview of the week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at this same time for another KATH 910 AM interview of the week. Hi, this is Dave Palmer with some very exciting news. Planning is underway for our 13th Annual Summer Speaker Series event on the evening of Thursday, August 5th. We are very excited to welcome Father John Ricardo as our speaker that evening. And we're also going to be in a new venue, most likely, and we will award our Transmitters of the Faith Award. And we're going big this year, and we're expecting a great turnout. So please save the date, August 5th, and we will let you know as soon as tickets go on sale.
4: If you want God to hear your prayers, hear the voice of the poor, St. Thomas of Villanova. Tithing to Catholic Charities, a large faith-based social service agency, is an ideal way for Catholics to live out Jesus' call to serve our brothers and sisters. We feed the hungry, house the homeless, place adoptions, and more. The Time for giving campaign funds our 10 core services. When attending Mass on May 15th and 16th, prayerfully consider supporting Catholic Charities' mission to serve our brothers and sisters or go to ccdallas.org slash tfg.
5: The Diocese of Dallas is looking for faithful, committed men to answer the call to the diaconate. Good deacons can be a great asset to the local church. Classes begin in September for the six-year period of formation. Those interested in applying should attend an information session this spring. Please visit cathdow.org deacons or email diaconate at cathdow.org to find out who can apply and how to attend an information session.
8: Hi, this is Julie Carrick host of We Sing Our Faith I'm happy to be part of the Guadalupe Radio Network. One of the songs I'd like to share with you today is called Hold Me Jesus, written by Rich Mullins and I had the opportunity to record this with a couple members of the Ragamuffin Band So now from We Sing Our Faith Julie Carrick, Hold Me Jesus oh,
3: sometimes This don't make sense at all When the mountains look so big And my faith just seems so small So hold me, Jesus I'm shaking like a leaf You have been king of my glory Won't you be my prince of peace? you. Won't you be my Prince of Peace? You have been King of my glory. Won't you be my Prince of Peace?
8: Hello, this is Julie Carrick, host of We Sing Our Faith on the Guadalupe Radio Network. I want to share with you a song from my album, Shades of Grace, the song Mother of Grace. Of course, it is the Hail Mary set to music, as well as that beautiful prayer of St. Bernard of Clairvaux, the Memorare. So from Shades of Grace, Mother of Grace. And of course, more information can be found at WeSingOurFaith.org, or Now, Mother of Grace.
5: Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, dallas Fort Worth in North Texas. Catholic Radio for Your Soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at GRNOnline.com and on your smartphone.